Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, new technology that can both make it harder to counterfeit money and make it easier for you to color your hair. Also, more technology that can keep us safer during the pandemic. Twitter cracking down on QAnon and actual proof that the government is tracking UFOs. All this and more coming up. Don't you just hate it when you have to go out and spend big money for a tiny printer ink refill? Or when you have to keep getting your hair colored month after month? Wouldn't it just be so much easier and cheaper if you could just color something once and then never have to do it again? Well, at the University of Akron, polymer science PhD student Anve Patil says that might happen when the synthetic melanin ink they're in the process of developing eventually hits the market. Melanin, by the way, is the substance that colors things in nature, like birds' feathers or even your own skin. Patil says by mixing the synthetic melanin with silica, they have created a product that's superior to regular ink. Here's why. So what we have seen with all these commercially available inks, pigmentary inks, they're really toxic. They're made from toxic metals, toxic organic-based, synthetic organic-based compounds. They are very susceptible to as fading. They fade over time. So if you're using it for exterior uses, or exposure to the sun and all, they would eventually fade out and you have to again replace them and do all the processes again of printing and stuff. The advantage of this particular system, first of all, it's inspired from a natural system. We know that in natural systems, the kind of process that goes into this color generation in this system is much more of a physical process than a chemical process, which is light interaction with the particles. And there is no fading, a no bleaching effect observed over longer, over extended periods of time. It's literally like looking at birds. They're out there in the sun, their colors never fade, and they're always as vibrant as they are. And second is the amount of ink that we use to print and that we have used in the printing process is very, very small compared to what the commercial inks use. Would it be possible someday, since you say that these are colors that don't fade and they remain vibrant. Could you put these in hair dye and then, you know, you dye your hair once, you never have to do it again? Yeah, that's a very, very good and interesting point. And this entire project has also been in collaboration with other universities. And what you are saying is exactly being done right now where we, along with our collaborators, are coming up with a way where we can now start dyeing hair, any fabric, with this particular melanin so that you do not have to, you know, base yourselves on these commercial hair dyes, maybe ammonia-based or even some really toxic chemicals which are harmful to your hair. Oh, that sounds excellent. And maybe you could even use it like in nail polish or paint for houses. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's that's what is the major interest of this particular research. So as we say, we are all taking, you know, baby steps learning this process soon, trying to develop it better and better so that we can try to take, you know, take or expand it to massive other applications out there. And, you know, this kind of is sparking my imagination here because, like, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing an image of, like, let's say the Mona Lisa, right, Mm -hmm. painted Mm -hmm. hundreds of years ago. And obviously the worry is that it'll degrade over time and it costs a lot to clean it. What if you had paints that you made portraits with and then they would like never fade, right? 
yeah that's one of the end goals you know when we started this project looking at that far and this vision that if only we could reach there that would be amazing you know where you don't have to think about you know once you color it it's done you don't have to worry about it anymore it's, and it will always stay vibrant it will always stay so colorful patil says they also think the synthetic melanin based ink they're working on right now could one day be used to make money that's extremely difficult to counterfeit by printing it on different colored paper or other materials which he refers to here as the substrate by changing the color of the substrate you could actually either hide the colors that you're seeing or you can make it visible which allows you to you know like hide messages or you can hide any kind of information that you want and simply by changing the background of the substrate you are able to see those colors Looking for a new car? If so, you're going to have plenty to choose from. CNET's Brian Cooley reports. It's been real quiet around the car biz lately with factories and showrooms either closed or distracted. But Bank of America's latest Car Wars annual report says 250 new car models are coming in the next four years. That's about a 50% higher rate than has been happening over the last 20. About half of those new ones will be crossovers and a quarter will be SUVs and pickups. Doesn't leave much room for new sedans and sports cars. Automotive News says the numbers indicate that only half the new models will have an internal combustion engine, and almost a quarter will be a hybrid of some kind. Who has the most new models coming? Keep an eye on Ford among the Detroit brands with the new F-150, Bronco, and Mustang Mach-E. Honda's got a full pipeline among the Asian brands, and the European makes may trend slightly below industry average in terms of new introduction. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Speaking of cars, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has opened an investigation into a possible issue with Tesla's Model S electric sedan. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert has more. Government investigators want to see if there's a problem with a very large touchscreen on the Model S. They have 11 reports of the screen failing in 2012 through 15 model year vehicles. That's a reason for concern as the screen controls many different functions. It's too early to tell if this will lead to a recall. And as the number of COVID-19 cases and deaths continues to rise nationwide, so too does the need to make the workplace as safe as possible. Jeff Colvin tells us how businesses are keeping sick people out of the office by turning to app-based access systems like OpenPath. The pandemic has changed office life in many ways, including how workers get into the office. Just look at the growing popularity of a startup called OpenPath, which offers an app-based entry system for companies and apartments. The firm was founded four years ago to offer a convenient alternative to fobs or swipe cards. Now many of its customers view it as a critical safety tool. The company has written software to integrate its system with temperature sensors. Arriving employees must get their temperature taken at a kiosk, and if they show signs of fever, OpenPath won't let them in. Companies can also require visitors to sign a digital statement that they're not sick. If they won't, the door won't open. 
The system can also be used to enforce occupancy levels. The app tracks how many people enter a space and refuses admittance to anyone else if the space is at capacity. Some of the service's other features might make privacy advocates uncomfortable. The company has developed partnerships with video providers, including Cisco, to track which people an employee arrives or leaves with. OpenPath won't reveal its revenue or profitability, but it recently attracted a new round of financing from several venture capital firms. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News. Twitter is cracking down on accounts and content related to far-right conspiracy theory QAnon, including banning accounts and blocking URLs from being shared. Over 7,000 accounts have been removed so far, and they expect over 150,000 accounts will be affected. CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur reports the problem is sometimes that those people do act on their beliefs, and that can be dangerous. Twitter has also said that it's going to ban swarming, which is a having a bunch of an accounts kind of go after someone at once. This is going to have way wider implications than just QAnon, although it happens there. This is going to cause a lot of the harassment that happens on Twitter, hopefully to change. But I'm going to be watching to see if that actually happens. Everybody's been speculating for decades about UFOs. Do they exist? Are there actually little green men inside? Do they come in peace or are they going to zap us with ray guns and then eat us? These are the questions that inquiring minds want to know. And now the Pentagon's UFO unit is finally going to make some of its findings public. CBS's Steve Kathan has more. Three months ago, the Pentagon released three videos of what it officially called unidentified aerial phenomena. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. The videos taken by military pilots had been leaked earlier. Whether the government program to investigate UFOs is still in operation has been a matter of debate. Now some findings will emerge publicly from a task force every six months, according to the New York Times. Florida Senator Marco Rubio told CBS Miami this month he's concerned about reports of unidentified flying objects near military installations. After decades in the shadows, now a new transparency appears to be taking flight. Steve Kathan, CBS News. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.